Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. Why do you like Sonic Forces? Haven't you read the internet? It's awful, evidently. I, I, evidently, but I, I really had a lot of fun with it, so... And you know what's amazing? What's that? So have I! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a little background for anyone listening and not familiar. Um, in this show, there's a habit of me usually joking with Steve about Sonic not being good. Or, well, okay, half joking. Because, let's, let's be serious here, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of not very good Sonic games. Fifth not, joking. Not very good. <laughs> Put that in quotes, because... Um, but generally, I've never been a Sonic fan. I've not really been uh, able to find one that I really like. And Steve, you got on board with Adventure, is what it was? Yeah, Adventure. I, I bought a Dreamcast. I was like, what are some good Dreamcast games? And Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, and I kind of... I recognize the problems right away, but there's this, this weird charm to the games that that, that <laughs> kind of kept me and hooked me uh, and so I, I've kind of kept up with 3D Sonic over the years and that's the thing because of my dislike of Sonic I've kind of like well it, it, it used to be an apathy but the the, the, the longer I, my life has gone the more and more just mouth frothing fanaticism I've discovered of <laughs> Sonic and I've never quite understood it and I wanted to... I always wanted to know. I've, I've, I've watched some YouTube videos, some analyses, and I've thought, okay, I can kind of get it. And I've tried to go back every time, and yet never do I understand why people think it is such a great franchise. And Forces sort of does and does not help me understand, because that's the thing, like... Um, after a couple of these recording sessions, like one time you're like, here, have the controller, play a couple of levels of Generations. And it's like, you know what, okay, that's not too bad. I didn't die um, over and over <laughs> again. So, uh, I could actually, in some cases, tell what was happening, sort of, kind of, maybe. Um, and then you had me sit down and I played uh, a level of Sonic Forces or two. And something about it just felt like something I needed at the moment. Like, because it, it, it was October? Yeah, yeah. It was right after early it came November. out. Early November. It was early November. I think it came out November 7th. So it was right after it came out. All right. So I know it had a couple uh, days. Right after our last recording, which was supposed to have another recording after that. Uh, <laughs> before this one. Um, but no, so I, I played the level and I'm, I, I was at this like mood sort of a thing, you know, with the whole daylight savings and everything kind of feeling down a lot and... Sonic Forces had this sort of old schoolish vibe to it. And I was just about done, Ma I was done Mario Odyssey, so it's a good time to start something new. And you know what? I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a great game, and it did have quite a bit of problems, especially towards mm -hmm. the end for me. But I mean, to me, as an outsider looking in and having like the last time I uh, tried a 3D Sonic was the infamous Sonic 06. I mean, this is definitely better than that, but some of the other issues that I've seen people complain about, it's like, I mean, you, you guys are complaining about this now? Right, well, so, so there's a couple things, I think, with 3D Sonic that need to get addressed. I think all of the 3D Sonic games up to generations, really, 
have, or maybe maybe some of the Wii ones, maybe like Sonic Colors, have had these really glaring technical issues. Um, the Sonic Adventure games have a terrible camera, and the parts <laughs> where you're not running fast have really floaty, almost occasionally incomprehensible controls and things like, um, you know, there's there's levels that involve you're grinding on rails and you need to switch from rail to rail. It's like you say a prayer every time you need to switch a rail because you might just miss the rail because the controls weren't precise enough and now you fly off into space and die for the 20 And that did happen to me a few times time. in Forces. In, in Forces it happened, maybe it happened, but... If, if you ever play Sonic Adventure 2, if you play the final Look, rush level... I, I played Sonic 06, so right. it's at least better than that. Well, no, see, that's the thing. <laughs> is Sonic 06 was a little bit of a different animal because it was just one big technical issue. Every, <laughs> everything, the, the slowdown, the camera, the let's shoehorn this cool physics engine into the game so that you can chain enemy attacks and like that's a good idea right like Sonic does this homing attack and he slams into an enemy and that enemy can then hit another enemy and another enemy and or a box and explode it sounds cool right until you're like until, in, 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 like in midair like they like to do it seems like that's what I'm guessing and then until you hit the enemy and then it's like chug 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 3 FPS 2 FPS oh god really FPS yeah that's that's what happens in, in Sonic 06 if you actually like get through. Okay, I'm sitting here thinking bad design decisions where it's like, oh, you know, hit all these enemies across this gap, only, you know, they kill each other, so you're just kind of left to die. Like that was right. my guess. Yeah, there's there are the occasional things where, where there are, there are kind of a conflagration of the technical issues connecting with some design issues. Yeah. But what really, like killed 06 I think is that was the one where the technical issues really came to a head and that was it's a you know, new console cross platform development all these other issues really blew it up so anyway so when you get to generations though what you get is alright we just kind of instead of trying to perfect or improve things that we've gotten wrong so many times like having a a sort of an overworld type area that's like in Sonic Adventure and Sonic 06 or other things, we've just eliminated them. The 3D action parts that aren't fast running, we just made them 2D. Even with the 3D Sonic portions, we just switched to a 2D platformer there, mostly. Hmm. Um, you know, we, we leave in the running parts, those are fun. But then what you end up with is a, is a shorter game with less... 3D Sonic, less pure 3D Sonic, essentially. And that's one of the things that I feel like is happening with Sonic, and it, it happens with just about every every franchise that was big in, in uh, the two-dimensional space kind of seems to have this rift where, you know, there's the generation that plays it for the first time when it's 2D, and then there's the generation that plays it with for the first time when it's 3D. And... Nintendo has this right now with both, uh, actually with three of their major franchises, Mario, uh, Legend of Zelda, and Metroid. You have Metroid fans that love the Prime games, but then you have fans that are kind of like the 2D purists. You have 
with Super Mario Brothers, you have fans that separate the Mario 64 kind of game from the Mario Galaxy kind of game. Because um, like one of them is a collect-a-thon, one of them is obstacle courses, and now you have people like with Mario Odyssey, there are a lot of people that were saying, like, you know, Mario Galaxy was better, and maybe it was, but it's also kind of different. And as someone that, you know, of all the 3D Marios, my favorite was 3D Land on the 3DS. Not 3D World, but 3D Land, because it's kind of a, a, a concise fusion of the 3D and 2D gameplay. And so even there, you're all fractured. And now Zelda's going to be getting there because you had the 3D Zelda, you had the top-down Zelda, and then you had and very few people care about Zelda 2. Um, <laughs> and now you have the Breath of the Wild Zelda, which is different from the other 3D Zeldas. And it feels like the longer these franchises go on, the more fractured the player base is going to be in de defining what is quote-unquote best. And right. Sonic is there... But what I found with Sonic Forces is it feels like they're trying to cater to everyone. And as an outsider coming in again, like, again, I enjoyed this game. I really wish the classic Sonic levels were clustered together instead hmm. of spread out. Because every time I played classic Sonic, it was jarring. You move differently. You don't have the same right. abilities. And granted... Like, having to press either the X button or the Y button for whatever special ability you have between Sonic and custom character, like, that alone was sometimes confusing, going back and forth between them. Right, or on some of their certain levels, if you haven't played the game, where you switch between Sonic and your custom-created avatar character. And there are things so... Um, for example, if you're using the avatar character, the X will grapple to a point. With Sonic, it will home in on things. So every now and then, that, mm, oh, are we, every now are and we then, using different platforms? Oh, I'm playing on um, okay, you're playing, playing on uh, PlayStation Four. I played on Switch. Or either way, okay, so well, on, at least on the PlayStation Four, it's the same okay. button for Sonic's homing and for no, I'm not. I'm not talking about the Wispon attack. The, I was talking, talking about the Wispon and the boost. Okay, so well, I'm, the, I'm sorry, that's confusing actually, on my part. There are actually places where the it's the single button press, the the jump slash homing, or versus the grapple, where that will actually kill you if you're if you try to if you press if you're Sonic and you think you're gonna grapple and you press X, but you just and so you have to run like, off a cliff. You just right, you run off a cliff or something, or you miss a something, or well the one it's like you boost up, and then if you don't press anything as Sonic, you'll go through one of those rings that boost you further, but if you press X you'll do a little extra dash in the air and miss the ring if you're Sonic. <laughs> but if you were the Avatar character, pressing X would grapple you to another point to take you to an alternate path. So, like, which character you are when you launch into the air, you have to be aware of or else you'll die. Uh, <laughs> or if you're the Avatar character and you don't grapple, you die. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so there are things like that where the... and. There are so many contexts in the game already, and switching between, okay, 2D Sonic, I can jump, but I can't do homing, and I can't do boost, and but then there's 2D sections with 3D Sonic where I have the homing and I have the boost, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's your avatar who has the grapple but not the homing, 
And yes, he is. <laughs> and well, yeah, so he's, he's always got his own homing. I mean, he, he does have the jump into the enemy, but I think they want you to use the wisp the wispon or whatever it is. More. Yeah. Why they call it that, I don't know. Um, it's a it's see again. It's like you showed up. It's like you're <laughs> you went with your girlfriend to a family reunion. And you're like, you know, why does Uncle Jerry talk like that? Well, <laughs> and you, why does he use all of these really horrible terms? Why are there marshmallows in the apple pie? Like, I, <laughs> and yeah, you just kind of, you just kind of roll with it if you're new to well, the franchise. And I guess that's funny because I saw a lot of people making a meme out of. Uh, Oh, what was uh, what is Knuckles' line? It's like this is war. It's not supposed to be fun or something like that. <laughs> and taking that subtitle and putting it in like Mario Odyssey, putting it in like My Little Pony, like just everyone taking that line and put, put, putting it in the context of other family-oriented entertainment. And it's like people are making fun of the story now. And it's to me, to me, it's like. Yeah, this has always been Sonic. The first time I saw 3D Sonic, it was Super Saiyan, like Sonic DBZ fighting a giant turtle in space. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always been silly, and it's always tried to be serious about its silliness. Yeah, I guess it was a different time, though. You know, 2000, <laughs> 2001, like, we were kind of cool with a gold glowing hedgehog fighting a giant too. Two gold glowing hedgehogs fighting. Two gold glowing hedgehogs. A yes. giant floating space turtle that was in fact the ultimate mean, life form. You mean everyone the was ultimate like, life the form. ultimate life form? So everyone was what twelve years old when they played it? You mean? And therefore they're more uh, willing to mean, absorb I mean, these just, ideas. It was just a different time. It was it was a different time for for gaming. And <laughs> you know what? That's not that's that's not untrue. Because people are even asking why in Mario Odyssey do the New Donk City people look realistic? And the answer is, you're trying to rescue a human princess from a giant lizard man that wants to capture you <laughs> in a kingdom where eating a mushroom makes you grow taller. So why does anything have to ever... Exactly. Well, this is another... That's why Mario never has a serious drama to it, unless you're playing Super Paper Mario. Yeah. But this okay, is okay. So that argument doesn't work too well. <laughs> but, but this is kind of this is an issue, and this again, this is another issue for some franchises, but I think especially for Sonic is tone. And one of the things that probably for a lot of people who may have started with Generations or Sonic Forces now that mixes this up a little bit is the I feel fairly excellent uh, kids show Sonic Boom, uh, which. The tone, I would put, is is kind of like a Ratchet and Clank sort of tone to it. It's, I've only played the new one, so I can't really do it. It's well, so you you watched the movie, right? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay, so yeah, it's it's in that same kind of vein where where there's a lot of joking. It's a very aware of itself, um, and but there's. There's an every now and then there's sort of an in, in the, the cartoon especially there's an injection of some genuine feeling peril. Um, yeah. Usually since it's you know it's a it's a ten minute story, you know weekly cartoon. It's probably every ten to twelve episodes they do a cliffhanger where they sort of bring up the stakes. But anyway, so you have this one generation of Sonic fans who's been exposed primarily to this sort of jokey, fun Sonic. And then you get in and it's like, 
Dr. Eggman's been torturing Sonic for the last six months at his internment camp. You're like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on here? I will admit, I will admit, that did get a little weird, actually. Like, I, you showed me some of the cutscenes, and I was like, oh, man, whatever. It's Sonic. He's got an attitude. He told me, and then it's like six months pass, and it's like, you, you know, they really do say torture. Like, it's not just <laughs> in prison and everyone, like, figures it's torture. No, they really say torture and wow, that's He's just keeping him dark. alive so that he can show him his fan when his plan is fulfilled. Something like, like yeah, that, yeah. Like, he's just keeping him alive. And then, like, and, and even then, it's like, Sonic is dead. And it's like, like Silver, Silver. Is Silver, like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, what is this? Like, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist and all this stuff. It's like, what is this dialogue? In a and family? this is, we're, this is, we're ten minutes but into the game the here. Is, Sonic me, is dead. I'm a realist. Like To me, this is just Sonic trying to be cool and edgy, just like in the 90s. But, and, and again, like you pointed out, this is this is a storytelling problem that has always existed for Sonic. In Sonic 2006, if you actually manage to make your way through it, uh, the, the essentially the entire plot of the game is driven spoilers. Spoilers, I'm saving you by giving you these spoilers if you're tempted to go back and play it. The or watch a Let's Play, which even that would be a waste of time. Yeah, uh, the entire plot of the game is driven by... Mephiles, who his origin is never entirely thoroughly um, given to you. I still don't quite understand where he came from, but he is attempting to make the princess cry because if she cries, the power of Solaris, which was stored inside of her during a weird time loopy thing where like future shadow imprisoned past Mephiles in the past because he traveled from the present after traveling to the future and then back to the present he traveled to the past and anyway so he wants Mephiles wants to make the princess cry to release the power of Solaris to destroy the world so after after you finish all three main stories this is a game where you have to you play through Every level three times. Oh god! Once as Sonic, once as Shadow, once as Silver, each with their own unique abilities and own paths through the levels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Sonic dies. Mephiles kills Sonic, and the princess cries and releases Solaris. And then, after everyone, after in the sort of the new chapter that's available, then uh, everyone, all your friends, collect all the Chaos Emeralds. The princess kisses... You mean the dragon balls? The dragon balls. Um, <laughs> the princess... Actually, Chaos Emeralds existed before Dragon Balls. So, anyway... They couldn't have, because Dragon Ball existed in the 80s. Oh, did it? Yes. I thought it was like the 90s. The original Dragon Ball? No, man. The original Dragon Ball started in the 80s. Okay. Maybe it was the first appearance of Super Saiyan was after... I don't know. I can't really tell you there. My uh, whole anyway, anyway yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up on the Dragon Ball. Anyway, the Chaos Emeralds... The princess kisses Sonic, brings Sonic back to life. All the hedgehogs become super-powered, glowy, awesome guys and beat the bad guy who looks like a Final Fantasy boss monster, of course. Of course. Um, so my point being here, Sonic has tonal issues. <laughs> <laughs> and it just is always confusing. Um, either Sonic exists in a world where everyone is an animal except for Dr. Eggman, who's the one human in the world, which means, should I be cheering for him? Like, is he trying to, like, 
somehow reestablish humanity? Or I guess he's evil, so no. Like, are we all evil? Is this an allegory for mankind's evil? Or you're in a world where Sonic is kissing princesses, human princesses, and that's just not... That's not okay. No, not okay. No, actually, what I've... Something else that occurred to me while playing this, and considering the whole attitude thing, everything about Sonic Forces feels like, to me, it is for a sort of... And this might seem insulting to some people, but I don't think it's necessarily... The games themselves, I don't feel like, are necessarily aimed towards kids. But everything about them feel like they're more targeted towards a middle school, maybe 10 to 12 year old mindset, right before mm-hmm. they become a... Like, because... I'm playing and I'm like, I feel like this would be a game for my niece who was 12 years old to play. There's aspects of it that I think she would enjoy. Of course, she's kind of bad at video games right now, so good luck. <laughs> but um, no, like I'm, I'm dude. I'm, my my three year old son can like beat half the levels in Sonic Forces. My 12 year old niece hasn't completed the first dungeon in Twilight Princess yet, and needed my help multiple times. So. Uh, yeah. Granted, granted, actually, I do want to talk about that maybe in a future episode because watching her struggle with it in some ways does bring to mind, like, because a lot of people, you know, Twilight Princess, you get into the dungeons and it feels rote. A lot of people say, like, a lot of people complain about Twilight Princess feeling rote, and yet there's stuff that to me, it's like I immediately recognize, and she right. doesn't have the language yet. Um, she doesn't have the. Uh, I guess you could call it literacy in Zelda or video games to recognize some of this stuff. Uh, but anyways, back to Sonic. Um, from the family-friendly but still self-serious drama, uh, trying to offer a little bit of something more than what you'll get from Mario. Because mm-hmm. um, Mario is Mickey Mouse. And these, right. you know, the whole thing about Sonic was, hey, man, we're cooler than that. Um uh, even the music about it, like in customizing right. your characters. Yeah, we were going to talk about the uh, music, but um, how did I describe it to you? The the, the song called Fist Bump with the uh, vocalist uh, of Hoobastank? It was like Blink-182 times Dragon Force or something like that. Yes, it was pop-punk Blink-182 version of Dragon Force. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. And that's the thing, like... It, even the soundtrack sounds like what a middle school kid would be like, oh yeah, this is great. It's not what my lame parents listen to. <laughs> and it's almost like what they, like, it's not kids bop. It's my own music because it's real, like, adults singing it. And it's, yeah, it's sort of, um, the whole soundtrack in general is sort of this, uh, there's a lot of this sort of electro pop with an industrial or like a rock edge kids to it. Kids' Choice Awards, too. That's also something else that comes to mind. Kids' Choice. The whole thing kind of feels Kids' Choice Awards. Right, like it's going to be Mario versus Sonic for best video game or something. And no, I mean or... like the aesthetic they go for. Oh, like, right. I mean, I don't know if you've seen a commercial even I n- for them. I've never watched The way they still try either. to be cool, Sonic Forces has that. Hmm. I can I can see that. And again, <laughs> this is a game that um, so I played I played through it um, with my kids. Um, my my one son is six. My other son is three. Uh, so the three year old would typically, when it was his turn, he would go back and play an early level. Yeah. Um, and the six year old would try and keep up with me. But eventually, I think the last like five or so levels I finished, and now he's gone back and, and done most of them himself. Um, and there were a couple in between boss fights. Usually I did because there's usually they were a little bit trickier. Um, 
Yeah. So now they want to. Every day they're going back and and playing it, and they're replaying the levels, and the older one is trying to get S rank, and the the younger one is kind of slowly mastering some of these ideas and mechanics, and he's slowly starting to get the idea. Okay, let me try out. I was using the lightning whip thing. I'm going to use the flamethrower today. And kind of, I'm going to play through the same level, the same three or four levels that I have down. But yeah, I'm going to do it with the flamethrower today, not the not the lightning whip, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my part of my experience with the game too, is seeing it through the eyes of a couple of younger kids who are really on the three is probably. You're, is that way I'm I mean, honestly impressed he can do anything that he is doing yeah <laughs> I mean I tried to have my youngest niece is three mm-hmm. the only thing I would expect her to do with the controller is throw it in rage <laughs> uh, actually no that's unfair because um, and actually again my older niece um, when she was three we gave her a controller and the thing is she, she didn't have the understanding of rules to these games because all she saw mm-hmm. like I had her play Castle Crashers, which I realized as soon as she was decapitating people was a bad idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's on a boat level, and she, she keeps trying to jump off the boat because she wants the guy to go swimming. Uh, we gave her the controller. It's like, here, play Legend of Zelda Wind Waker on the GameCube. And she keeps drowning Link because she just wants him to go swimming. <laughs> so it's like her, her idea, even at three years old, was she just wants to do regular things right. in a video game. And even though she watched me playing games once in a while, she didn't have the idea of the the role structure. Um, so it's pretty cool that your sons are yeah. able to keep up. You know, they're they're able to sit down and uh, I guess comprehend yeah. the role structure. I yeah, think. and so and so some parts. So we talk about some of the complaints about Sonic Forces. Okay, it's it's too short, um, right? It's it's yeah, you know, it's everything's on rails. Um, it's and which, where some of these things now some of that I think is I think part of the issue with the reviews on Sonic Forces is one they didn't send review copies so I think the reviews were a little rushed um, two especially the preliminary ones two it is the sort of game that yes somebody who's pretty good at this sort of game can burn through it in about three hours, I think is is about what the, the times that, that people are seeing. It did for, take me longer, but... Um. Wait, this is somebody who's like, who's like, okay, like, I gotta get a review out because it just released today and there's only... You're gonna you know, ignore Polygon, every SOS mission. Right, Polygon gave it a five and I wanna get a, my review out ASAP. So yeah. I, I'm gonna beat it as fast as I can and write a review as fast as I can. To some degree, that's selling the game short because they're. What's well, it sells Sonic itself and the idea of it, by my understanding, short. Because one of the things people mention about these levels is the idea of they're intended to be played over and over again because they got multiple paths. Right. And you're not supposed to explore the like the entire level in one go. Yeah. But there is that element of seeing what different paths there are because there's probably a track that if if you're decent at the game you'll probably stay in one general path if you're really good know what you're doing you could probably do this really hard advanced right. path and if you're really bad at the game then they'll kind of punish you for this path or whatever right um and for me i never understood that trying to play the older games 
With Sonic Forces, I'm able to understand a little bit better. Um, especially with the classic, like that's one thing I'll give the classic Sonic levels. One of the last ones, I mean, I just kind of went with the flow. I didn't really know where I was going. I never knew how close to the end I was. Sometimes I felt like I was going backward, and yet the whole yeah. time, I, I knew that I was doing um, on a replay of the level, especially. I knew I was doing different stuff than I did the first time I played, and that was okay because it's like you know it's kind of a new experience. I'm kind of just going with the flow, and as a result. I think I kind of got what people liked, and, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people will use the term "flow" to describe, and I'll, I've used it before, because it's easy to just say like when you just get lost in the process of the video game, when you just like right. it's like going down uh, a, a, the rapids or something like that. You're in your boat going down the rapids, you're just going with it. Um, and with this level, I kind of felt that sort of thing. Like I am in the game. And I'm just enjoying the level. And I think that's part of the issue is in most instances playing a Sonic game, I feel like I'm more competing with the level. I'm more fighting against the level and the level design. And sometimes in Sonic Forces, I actually understand that's not what Sonic's about. Unless mm -hmm. it's Marble Zone, in which case everyone's fighting the level design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I totally... And that's, that's something I've really liked about about generations and forces um, is the levels really have a great sense of flow. And even sometimes, even if you can see like, oh, like I missed that. I should have, I should have hit that other thing or I should have, I should have tried to hit home in on that other enemy and take that other rail because yeah. that went over there. You still, you get a really good sense of flow and moving through the levels where that's something that I think classic Sonic has always struggled with until you've played through the game three times <laughs> or you know you're 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 dying and going back to the beginning and so the the first few levels you sort of get it more is right but that idea of flow that I can I know what to expect I know how to react enough that I'm moving through this with a sense of flow and that's actually I, I saw that too on those classic Sonic levels where Everyone was saying that Sonic Mania is sort of like the evolution of what a Sonic 2D game could be. I spent some time with Sonic Mania, and I didn't really see that. I saw, <laughs> I saw all of the same problems, all the same things that were fun, and all the same problems that were especially with the, the later 3D games, like Sonic and Knuckles... Or Sonic CD. Um, you said later 3D games. Or later 2D, 2D games. Sorry, okay. later 2D games. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic CD in particular. Um, where you have these really huge, complex levels. And they sort of took this idea of Sonic having multiple paths. And it almost like it took it too far. And you get these really labyrinthine levels with all of these loopbacks. And so I feel like eventually, the first couple of those, like the Mania, I was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. But then you start getting later, and you get, yeah, these loopbacks, and so, oh no, I'm already here again. I have to take this exact path this way to get out of this loop that I found myself in. And doing more annoying things, boss fights that require this absolute precision of a specific pattern repeated over and over again. Oh no, you ran out of time because you screwed up the pattern and you took too long on the level because you got stuck in the loop back. And 
and that kind of stuff, which is just like, and so I think part of where some of the the more hardcore old school Sonic fans, I think, have an issue with the newer games is that the games are essentially designed for you to be able to beat them on your first try, but it's not, you didn't really beat it. You got five red star rings you gotta find. Sonic Forces yeah. added, adds there's like moon rings and there's these other, there's other countdown rings on certain levels. Hey, I got this like, what? Expression <laughs> yeah. on my face, meaning I didn't find a single one. Yeah, uh, well I think that some of those only show up in the replays. Okay, well I still haven't found a single one and I've played a few yeah. on the SOS. Anyway, but so they add all these other, they've, they've sort of been like, yeah, like we know you guys like playing these levels all over again. But we also know that the people who aren't going to spend 30 hours with a game that's ostensibly three hours, that they don't, that's not what they want to do. Uh, and so that's, again, what we're kind of going back. They're trying to please, we try to please everybody. We make yeah. a game that the newcomer can, can get through and they can feel that flow that a more experienced Sonic player gets to enjoy. Um, but... And there's also the hard mode available too. Like we haven't right. talked about that yet, and that's got online leaderboards. They, were, they yeah. check the best time, and isn't that kind of like if you are a big Sonic fan, then isn't that kind of a feature you're going to go for? Aren't you going to put it on hard mode? And I don't yeah. know what hard mode does other than the yeah, time, I'm not but... entirely sure because uh, I, haven't, I haven't. I actually wondered if you get hit, does it take away all your rings? Because as I you play think through, that's correct. Yeah, because as you play through on the 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 base difficulty. It only takes away some of your rings. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it takes away all of your rings is is one of the things. Um, and I thought that that was a welcome change for me again because with me even even in Sonic Forces, there's always moments where just I feel like I I, I can't react on time and therefore boom like I, I hit something lose rings. But now it feels like the game's more forgiving of that. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, if you keep doing this and on the boss fights especially. You still gotta be good about not getting hit, because if you get hit too many times, you might not be able to get enough uh, rings to recover, especially towards some of the end game stuff. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and I, I think I, I think again, like just just like with what I was saying about Zelda, my niece playing Twilight Princess for the first time. I think part of the issue with Sonic is twofold. Like you said, with reviews and a lot of everyone's instant reactions. I think especially after Sonic Mania... Hell, before Sonic Mania was announced, I feel like the response to Sonic Forces was negative by default. Yeah. And I do think this was a game that was cursed no matter what. Um, Sonic Mania coming out was just going to make it worse. Because Sonic Mania, to me, is precisely... The, the, the fan response to Sonic Mania embodies a lot of my more negative stereotypes of Sonic fans, which is they don't want to play Sonic beyond the Genesis. They, I mean, a lot of them I've been reading and everything, yeah, they get sick of Green Hill Zone. Everyone's sick of Green Hill Zone at this point. <laughs> um, but at the same time, even if you don't want Green Hill Zone, you want something that's just like it. That's what it feels like to me with Sonic with Sonic fans and Sonic Mania and why Sonic Mania is so popular and why I'm glad I did not choose it because I don't... Like, I try to go back to Sonic 3 and it frustrated me. I did not have fun playing that. 
And that's supposed to be like the best one. So I think, and I still do want to try and go back and play some of those games, but yeah. I could really use things like, I don't know, save states or whatever. And I know, I guess the iPhone versions have that. Oh yeah, or the, the PlayStation 3 version has it. Really? Yeah, if you press start, you get, you in the thing, you get a menu that'll give you a save state. The stupid uh, Steam version doesn't. What the no, heck? Yeah, so just just as a, as a contrast here, so I've gone through uh, Sonic 1, 2, 3, um, beaten the games, and also gone back and played through with a little help from safe, save states, gotten all the Chaos Emeralds, gotten the good endings, <laughs> uh, played through Sonic and Knuckles, played through Sonic and CD. I didn't have the, I never actually uh, got the like perfect ending on those ones. But so I'm not coming at this as somebody who just loves 3D Sonic. Um, <laughs> I've I've spent a significant amount of time with 2D Sonic as well, um, and I think part of it, and is some of these other characters are also sort of love it, love them or hate them, right? That's what I that's what I hear. Like, what is it that the the, the Bumblebee character or whatever? Charmy B. Everybody hates Charmy B. I think even I guarantee people... you on Tumblr there are a lot of accounts that would uh, contradict that statement. That's true. Okay, there's probably somebody out there who doesn't hate Charmy B. <laughs> but but quick go to Deviant Art. Let's find yeah, out. Deviant... <laughs> oh, no, don't 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 please. No no no. Um, yeah. So yeah, everybody. Every... But like Vector the Crocodile and Silver the Hedgehog and Shadow the Hedgehog and somebody's Espio the Chameleon. I think that's part well, of it. Let, let us remember my first response to seeing that guy in that cutscene was, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know where this guy comes from, like which game this guy appeared in. But, you know, there's there's the, you know, Amy Rose is just a generic mammal. Um, she's a hedgehog. She's, she's a hedgehog? She's another hedgehog. But yeah. she doesn't have the spiky hair like all the others. Yeah, yeah. she's a hedgehog. All right, she's a hedgehog. Uh, Silver, he's a hedgehog. The, the crocodile is a crocodile. Knuckles and a kidna, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's this pink dude with a horn. I'm just like, what the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah. No, but so, so, and I think this, this goes back, and I think, I think part of it is is this big divide, is you have this ambition in the series that was always always went bad, kind of. Yeah, so, I agree with that. So if you're if you're a diehard Sonic fan from the '90s, you loved all the Genesis games, and you got a Sega CD so that you could play Sonic CD uh, or whatever else, um, and then you get Sonic Adventure, and you're like, okay, I can maybe get behind these 3D Sonic levels, um, but they only represent like one tenth of the total levels in the game. Now I'm E103B Gamma. And I'm doing this like rail shooter lock-on game. Okay, now I'm big. <laughs> the cat thing. Big the cat, and I'm playing a fishing mini game. Um, and you know now now I'm whatever. Now I'm Knuckles, and I'm exploring, and it's not anything like the Sonic. None of these are anything like the Sonic levels. And so I think you have this initial. There's a split right there, right? Because yeah. now some people are coming into this kind of like I did, and I was like, "This is this is kind of cool. This is different. This is it's like 
however many, like, I think six or seven different characters were in it. Um, it's like the Sonic team was watching the development and Shenmue was like, you know what? We should have fishing. <laughs> fishing. It's got to be fishing. <laughs> um, and it's, there's, again, it's this weird, I find it weirdly charming, but I can also see how people coming in. So right there, you have this divide. Um, if you think, if I hated the Big the Cat levels. Hated, 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 hated. But I finished them. Because I wanted to see the story, and I kind of enjoyed it. And then I subjected myself to the same thing with Sonic Adventure 2, where, again, only, like, a fifth, maybe? If you count the Shadow Shadow the Hedgehog, about a fifth of the game is Hedgehog. And the rest of the game is... Also, considering the Knuckles missions and the Rouge the Bat missions take, like, 20 minutes to find all the stupid emeralds, (laughs) like, there's even less percentage of the game is actually spent as as Sonic or Shadow. And so, again, I I understand why some people fire up the game and they're like, what, I I don't want to see Charmy B or any of these other, like, get get out of my... I just want my Genesis era characters. I want Sonic, I want Sonic, I want him to go fast. You know, I don't want anything, like, different or weird. And... I get that. I get that there's a, there's a divide there, and Sega's never going to win. No. Unless, again, I think the best option for them might be to try and divide it up like Nintendo is doing with Metroid and has done with Mario. You have different kinds of titles. Like, you have your Sonic Mania, or do something like that with the 3D, like Classic Sonic from Generations and Forces. Have that as a standalone game. Right. And then have your 3D Sonic that does more 3D Sonic things without having to worry about the classic Sonic levels. Right. And that way, every, every member of the audience is being catered to, but you don't have to worry about pleasing everyone in just one game. That's true. I saw a Sonic Mania series, a Sonic whatever. And then another thing, and I hope this would let them do, is... Maybe if you're, if you're thinking about the time frame here in some of these games, these early 3D Sonic games were really ambitious, if you think about it. Thank if you, you think that. about you've got a game, okay, we're saying we're going to make this game. We have six individual overlapping stories that all connect in different ways. Then when you finish all six stories, you get to play one last story that, that sort of ends it all and ties it all together at the end. Um, and each story will have moments where it overlaps with each other story. It's like, that was, in, in 2000, um, that was a pretty, I think that was a pretty ambitious idea. And still, I mean, how many games have you played? Um, the one that comes to mind right away is actually Near Automata. Yeah. Where, you're, <laughs> where you do the story and you overlap and connect and things like that. But it's not, it's not something you, you see a lot, even now. And same with Sonic Adventure 2. Okay, now we've got two sides of the story. We're going to tell you Sonic's side of the story. We're going to tell you Shadow's side of the story. And at the end, we're going to bring it all together and and have Sonic and Shadow team up. Most people, I think, would look at that as being uh, padding. I mean, it's like, look, at, look back at what well, happened with Halo and what happened with Devil May Cry 4, which... Now, We're literally going back through areas you just played. But before. actually, well, the the difference, the one difference with Sonic Adventure Two, is that none of the levels are 
with the exception of boss fights, none of the levels are retreads. So Sonic's levels and Shadow's levels are completely unique. Some of them share assets. So like Sonic has, I think like the green jungle, Shadow has the white jungle. And so they share, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think those are the names level. So they share like some general assets and look and feel, but they're totally different levels. There's no overlap. There's no, there's no shared sections or same sections. So it was actually sort of like two unique campaigns um, where, yeah, the characters pretty much play the same. Sonic and Shadow play the same. Tails and Eggman play the same, etc. But anyway, what I'm, what I'm kind of saying is there was some ambition there. There was something we're not we're not going to make uh, just something. We're not just going to try and make a 2D platformer into a 3D platformer. We're going to try and do something unique and different and a little bit ambitious. Even talking about Sonic 2006, we're putting a physics in. Why did you put a physics engine in it? Um, again, we're trying to do. <laughs> We do three characters with overlapping stories, and there's some cool moments. Like, you know, Sonic and Silver wants to kill Sonic early on. And so you you cross paths and then Shadow shows up and he's and he stops Silver and Sonic gets to go on. And then you go back through and you play a shadow and then you get to kick Silver's butt in for being such an idiot. And you know, it's kind of fun to like see narrative moments from different angles. And again, but now we've kind of in an effort to please everyone we've lost a lot of that ambition I feel like where now it's just like okay you're Sonic we're sorry about all these other characters we're sorry about about long knuckles exploration sections and we're sorry about tails in a suit of mech armor and we're just gonna and so I think that's that's something else that I, I kind of miss I miss the ambition it's like, does Sonic Forces feel like an ambitious game to you? Ambitious? I can't really say so, no. No, I think, and again, neither did Well, Jedi. again, like, it feels like it's trying to cater to every crowd, which means it doesn't feel ambitious. It feels safe while trying to... It's trying to safely progress forward. Right. And as a result, it stumbles and goes nowhere. And I think that's where that's kind of brings us to where it ends up is that it has tried to instead of fixing the problems of the series, it's just sort of like it's kind of just keeps on cutting things out until we have just the a mess. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's just going to be a mess. mess. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a mess. And sure, there's there's a fun gameplay loop in there, and I, I appreciate that. I, I it's fun, it's fun to just boost through and blast enemies and rail to rail to rail to rail, jump, hit hit the rail. All right, hit the thing. <laughs> I'm swinging. Oh yeah, like boost. Um, I even like I, I don't actually talk like that, but I definitely sometimes I say <laughs> boost when I hit the square button to boost. Oh good god, boost. For me, Y button because Switch. Yeah, you're on the Switch. Or Lightning. I'll shout Lightning when I do the Lightning. Lightning! Lightning! <laughs> That's okay. The game's saying it too. You're That's true. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just following. Um, so yeah, I think Sonic Forces is a lot of fun. I think Sega messed up on the marketing, messed up on the launch, um, messed up on not giving review copies to reviewers ahead of time. Um, Pretty much everything. I think 
I think Sonic needs to move back to being a little bit ambitious. Honestly, because I, 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 as I was playing, I kept wondering. Because playing in in the in the three D space, I still feel like the camera is always placed in a less convenient. Like, remember what I was saying with the two D Sonic. Uh, Sonic is always in the middle of the screen, and this is a common complaint at this point, right. or criticism. Because Sonic's in the middle of the screen, you don't get enough reaction time in those old games. Uh, they, they they fix it a little bit with the new ones, a classic Sonic. He's not in the center of the screen, he's a bit to the left, and they're pulled back enough. And The problem with classic Sonic is his physics are completely fucking wonky. <laughs> and some of those... Uh, like one of the last Green Hill levels requires some jumping shenanigans in one of the routes that just I wanted to I, I wanted to murder a hobo, um, <laughs> but I, I feel like even with the 3D Sonic, like there are moments like some of these levels. If there are alternate paths, I don't have the re- response time to really see where they come up, and I like sometimes I can find one because they get a new coin, uh, one of those red coins. But most of the levels, dude. Even the ones I've replayed are sitting at no more than like two coins because I can only find a couple of paths and I'm not exactly sure where to differentiate. And I'm wondering if that kind of pathfinding is supposed to be part of what makes Sonic what it is, in addition to the momentum and they got to go fast. Um, I think they need to take all of Sonic's mechanics, 2D and 3D. Like, don't even think about preserving the old 2D, just throw them out. Start a new, be like, what is it? Honestly, I don't want to make the comparison because a lot of people are saying they want to see that with Metroid, and I want to see them do it with Metroid. <laughs> but do like Breath of the Wild. Throw everything you know about Zelda out right now. Go back to the first game and be like, what? What's the core here? What is the experience we were going for, and are we accomplishing that now? See, and I feel like the 3D portions of the game do largely get that. It's it's feeling like you're going fast. It's it's fast, it's speed, and most of the... But it doesn't, to me, encourage the idea of multiple paths, and I think, again, now part of it is, again, yeah. getting rid of the mechanics is also partly because there are some moments where, I mean, sometimes you just, like, there's, there's an alternate path, I know, on one of the levels where you gotta, like, hit these little bug or bird things, and you, you, you could press a direction button to try and influence where you lock on, but then it goes in the exact opposite direction. Or it'll go right. like, oh, you want to hit this guy on the ground. And it's like, no, I want to go there where there's clearly an alternate path and clearly I'm not doing it right. Or, and there's, or how there's, the game wants me to do it. There's definitely some weird timing in some of that stuff. Um, I actually feel like generations for, for some reason that the timing was tricky is trickier in forces than in generations. And it, the, the homing is a little bit less precise. Um, I guess what I kind of feel like, I feel like they finally, they shaved out enough of the stuff to fig, to find the the core of what makes it, makes it fun to just, to go fast. But what they need to do is figure out how to build around that. If you were to go back and try to make you know, Sonic Adventure 3 in the model of Sonic Adventure 1, put an overworld on it, add other characters and explore, explore. maybe that's not what you really want to do. That's what I want to do. <laughs> um, I, I want my Charmy B levels. 
um, and other <laughs> characters and exploration, things like that. Okay, well, how do you make that serve the core of of Sonic going fast? That's that's kind of where I feel like the, the need to go. That they've they've sort of spent a couple releases refining the the we we go fast, we ride rails, we swing on things, we you know do all this other stuff. And you know, honestly, I don't. Again, I want to. I just want to stretch back, and while of course, Nintendo is in a better fiscal position than Sega is right now. Um, I mean, look, we we just got Mario Odyssey this year. I would not be surprised if next year there's going to be a new Super Mario Brothers. They've got their Mario and Luigi role-playing games. They got the Paper right. Mario for it's sort of, but not quite role-playing game. They've got a whole bunch of different kinds of Mario experiences for specific kinds of fans why doesn't Sega split it up and like you know what I think it would be cool to see a new Sonic adventure trying to do things in the same way that Nintendo was like okay Mario Odyssey we're going to do all these different ideas in this huge world that's going to be awesome you know what yeah I mean, you don't have the obstacle courses like other Mario games it's, right. it's not playing like the 2D Mario and it's not playing like the Mario 3D Land but it feels distinctly Mario. Right. You could do that with a Sonic Adventure 2. Well, 3, but... You could do that with Sonic Adventure 3. Uh, just do right. do something big and ambitious. And then you can but make... But then have the smaller games. Have the Sonic Mania. You have a Sonic Mania 2 to, to help people scratch that itch. I think part of it is... I, I guess... Honestly... I guess there's just a feeling that just... I think Mario... It's weird because I think in some ways Sonic has has this sort of like Sonic's had how many TV shows has Sonic had? Uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Underground, uh, Sonic more X, than Mario, and they've all been better. Sonic movie, yeah, like at least five TV shows. Um, okay, maybe not all because the one with the rooster and the the, the drill bot yeah, I, I was think, pretty awful too. I think Sonic the Hedgehog, which was like the second show. And just as my personal opinion, Sonic X and Sonic Boom have all been reasonably quality TV shows. I was like, yeah, you got some, you had some quality shows, um, but he's just—he's not Mario. Like, there's just something about. As I said about Mario, he's Mickey Mouse, man. He's the Mickey Mouse Mickey of video Mouse. games, and I kind of hate to admit that because I don't like Mickey Mouse. But but he's got that same iconic simplicity. He doesn't go, ha ha. He goes, yahoo. <laughs> I mean, he's an Italian stereotype, and yet everyone loves him. He's just, he's, he's, just, he's a little guy. He's a little guy. Wait, Mario's he just hops not Mexican? Around. Oh my no. God. <laughs> Sorry. Cut, edit, cut, edit, 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 cut, cut, cut that up. No, I, I, no I, I, think that, I think that really is the only way forward. For Sega, because I think the only other option is to say, okay, all the haters were right. We're gonna make 2D 16-bit games for Sonic, and that's all from now on. Hey, man, if that's what they want, then yeah, have fun with that. I'll but then again, Sonic now remember, again. Sonic has has done some weird things over the past few years. There's a Sonic game. I haven't played this one yet. It's on my list. You mean the one made by Bioware? On the, oh, on the DS? <laughs> there is that one. I haven't played that one. Um, there's a Sonic game um, 
that is like a Sonic version of the telling of the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, the Black Knight. Sonic, Sonic and the, the Black Knight. Sonic is Arthur, and Shadow is Lancelot. And I don't know, Knuckles oh my is God. somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you have any familiarity with I know. the betrayal. <laughs> Amy Rose, why? <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell. Oh, that bombshell. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, hey, you don't have Nintendo systems anyway, so your kids can't I know. play them. Eventually, one day, I will have a Switch. I know, I have a Wii. We play, we play Mario Brothers. We play the, the the we have the 2D one for the Wii. Then why do your kids ever play Sonic? <laughs> no, no, I'm just because kidding. Because they like it kidding. better than Mario. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, um, but yeah, I mean, th- there's certainly other stuff I wanted to bring up and mention that I found curious, but maybe we'll go into that later because it's kind of more about Sega's background and Sega starting as an arcade developer mm. and what kind of baggage that might have brought into the Genesis and then how they approached Sonic versus Nintendo being a toy developer that broke into video games and how that mentality and even Shigeru Miyamoto kind of being a hippie that he only started working at Nintendo because his father told him to get a job Hmm. and how these elements might have influenced the different directions of the companies and it's unfortunate because honestly I shouldn't be trying to compare Nintendo and Sega Right. But it, it feels kind of inevitable because of the we're whole console kids. war. We're 90s kids. Yeah, we can't help it. Um, but, but, no, um, firstly... And, oh, and one, one more thing and that I think is, is worth noting is if you want to compare Sonic Forces and Mario Odyssey, go back 25 years and compare Sonic 1 and Super Mario World. Because I feel like you almost have the same comparison there. Um... Just think about it for a minute, okay? Well, I mean, we're you haven't gonna, played well, Mario we'll, Odyssey yet, but... I haven't played Mario Odyssey, but I, I watched some videos, and I, I'm, a, I'm at least somewhat familiar with the... But anyway, I think you have an interesting comparison there. Um, but you people at home, you think about I guess that draw your own working. conclusions, because I don't know your what your conclusion here is. Well, so... We'll, we'll talk about it another time. We'll talk about another time. Another time. Um, another time. Um, but again, so, uh, real quick, sorry that we were gone for so long for those that listen. Um, we both got sick. Um, so hopefully we'll be back, uh, sooner. I think next episode we're going to try and do, I think for, instead of doing like game of the year picks, I think we, I just want to go month by month, month, what we yeah. played and what we really liked, like, what our highlights are of the month kind of a deal. Um, so a bit, a bit looking back, uh, retrospective of, 2017 in terms of yeah. games and maybe we'll come back even with movies or something another time I don't know uh, it's gonna be a big 2018 we got absolutely no plans except to hopefully actually have a more stable updating schedule yeah, that's that's pretty much our plan right now um, but uh, Steve where can people find you um, I mean you can the find my, the, my. yeah <laughs> so you find me uh, I write for the progmine.com um, we're a progressive metal and rock review site. Um, so you can check me out there. And that is spelled how? Uh, T-H-E, the P-R-O-G, prog, mind, M-I-N-D, dot com. No spaces, no dashes. No spaces, no, no dashes, no underscores, All no right. dots, the prog mind. All right, and as for me, um, usual locations, uh, easiest place to find updates is facebook.com slash ramblepack64. 
R-A-M-B-L-E-P-A-K-64. And YouTube.com slash RamblePack64 for all my YouTube content. And if you just want to go directly to my blog, www.gamertag.net. That's where you can find all the stuff that I write about, talk about, and more episodes of A Steve. So, yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing you guys another two weeks. And in case not, you might get my uh, what was supposed to go up this <laughs> like last week. Uh, my solo recording of Akiba's trip and Akiba's beat uh, solo discussion because we were both sick and I wanted to try and get an episode out, but never got to edit it. Yay! <laughs> um, so thank you guys for listening. Sorry this was such a long recording. Uh, have a good night. Have a good night. Yeah.